Hey everybody, welcome in. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast, and it is major championship season. It is a major championship once again. It's the PGA Championship in Tulsa, Oklahoma, as we battle for the Wanamaker Trophy. Skeeter, I've laid my eyes on that thing in person one time, uh-huh. if you uh, haven't heard that before once or twice. Uh, but before we get ready for the PGA Championship, let's take a look back quickly at the AT&T. Byron Nelson, Skeeter, it was a birdie fest to say the least. Sebastian Munoz opens up with fireworks, shoots a 70, or I'm sorry, a uh, 60, 12 under par with a bogey. What are you taking away from the AT&T, Byron Nelson, as we get ready for the uh, the, the PGA? Uh, before we get to that, I mean, I've also laid my eyes on a Wanamaker when I got to go to Bell Reeve in 2018 for media day, so... Um... I get to play the course too, so that was fun. Um, that that would be. Was yours at Kiowa? That's correct, Kiowa Island, 2012. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could play John Deere last year, but I don't think the Wanamaker's ever going there. Um, again, I've just been so busy the past couple months. I just have not got to watch some of these tournaments. I, I'm watching through Shot Tracker, so um. Yeah, I had Munoz in two in my two best lineups, so him not finishing the deal was kind of a little bit painful. I had JT as well, so you know him not getting there. Um, had one six of six. I actually had a chance to win some of the smaller, you know, the secondary third uh, tournaments. You know, the dollar twenty short entry or dollar, you know, the dollar twenty entry max short game and things like that. Two dollar chip shot. It just didn't. It just wasn't my day. Dustin Johnson, I think was uh, probably practicing more shots for the PGA than he was caring about finishing position. And just, I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't mind birdie fest, but this feels like this tournament is just, they need to choose a different course or they need need to do something different. I mean, when you're getting multiple guys shooting nine and 10 under every day, like, you know, if you're shooting five under and you're losing strokes, the field, it just kind of, I don't know. Rubs me. I don't know. Some, some about that. I just don't like. Uh, you're preaching to the choir. You're absolutely preaching to the choir. I'm with you as well. I, I don't mind seeing 15 under win, 14 under win. I'm happy seeing eight under win, six under win, quite frankly. I don't need to see four over win, but I don't need birdie fest either. Um, I, mean, I want I the game to look somewhat challenging. I mean, I don't mind 20 unders winning. I don't have a problem with that. I don't, I don't like that. I mean, I prefer, yeah, I prefer 15 or that, but you know, Maybe it's because of my John Deere bias, but you know, I don't mind that. Um, but just, you know, at some point there's gotta be some sort of difficulty, doesn't there? I mean I think Friday, the ninth hole, plays a four hundred and eighty yard par five. Like, what are we doing here? That is I mean, that's like wow, you you, you yeah. You if you're not taking a five hundred yard par five, uh, uh that's they're they're hitting wedge. They're hitting low iron or high iron, if you will, and I'm with you. I want to see more of a challenge. That's why. Well, that's you know, that's why I always say like I want to go to the Honda. I know it's not the it's not the craziest uh, golf court or golf tournament going around. Everybody wants to go out west to uh, to waste management. I want to go to the Honda. I kind of like to see them struggle, but yeah, whatever. Well, or even something like um, TPC Twin Lakes, the 3M, where yeah, there's a ton of water. You can get in trouble, but if you know what you're doing. You know, if you're on that week, you can score. Like, those I like. Like, there's enough risk that you have to deal with, but there's also plenty of reward. Like, that's ultimately that's all I want. You know, I, bad shots, let it, you know, you got to you gotta pay a penalty or you're going to have to hit, hit something great to avoid bogey. 
But, you know, great shots, hey, if you shoot 65, great. You know, something where you have a range like 65 to 75 for scores, like, I think that makes a good a good uh, course. Well, Skeeter, are we ready to talk PGA Championship? Yes. It's Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southern Hills. Uh, what do we know about this venue? What are the statistics we're looking for? Is the PGA Championship going to be a 15-under type winner, 10 to 15-under winner, which is kind of the expectation, I would guess? Yeah, at least the PGA. Yeah, you know, PGA is another one that just, they're not trying to do anything like protect par like the U.S. Open. Um most years, not susceptible to win like the Open and, you know, the Masters kind of, uh, that's another one. It's just kind of dependent on the wind. But uh, it's a par 70, over 7,500 yards. So I think three of the par, three of the four par uh, threes are over 200 yards. One's like 250. That's long. There's a lot of, you know, 450 to 500 yard par fours. I think there's one that's over 500. I didn't see what the two par fives were, but, um, so, yeah, this is just going to lead me right into, you know, driving distance I think is going to have to play a role here. Um, these are pretty small greens from what I've heard, so potentially greens regulation, around the green scrambling. But even, you know, approximately from 200-plus yards, the par force from 450 to 500. And I think this is going to play difficult. Um, you know, I were talking before the podcast, there's, um, based on where you're looking, there might be some massive wins Uh the first, I, I actually kind of saw all four days in, on one on Windfinder. The National Weather Service seemed pretty calm for, or at least decently calm, much calmer for Thursday, Friday. So, but regardless, I think they're, you know, again, check this Wednesday night. As of right now, I think there could be a semi-decent lean to Thursday morning, Friday afternoon for your lineup styles. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I was just got off work and popped on golf channel where they had uh, live from at the PGA and they were talking the same thing. Could be a lot of wins. So definitely uh, something to take a peek at. I'll tell you what though, I'm going to leave the lineups I set tonight as we record on a Monday set just because I don't want to undo anything. And as we know, it's PGA championship time. So it's a major championship. I'm probably going to overdo it when it comes to lineups. Yeah, I have, um, I have like 14 millimaker tickets. I'm not going to use all 14. I, I think I'll probably be somewhere in the 6 to 10 range I end up using. Um, just kind of depends on how I feel, maybe even going into Wednesday, what what's the weather situation look like. Because if it's going to be windy all over the place and I just have no definitive plays I like or if I'm really struggling, I might just you know play 6 or 7 lineups and just kind of go from there. But I don't know, it's just going to be one of those feel things for me, which I've kind of done all year. Five's kind of my, my, my default. I plan to use a few more for the map for the majors but um i don't know it's just gonna kind of play it by ear and see are we ready to get into the field yes um i think before we do there are i think paul casey has not withdrawn yet so he's an injury risk and i think bryson's <laughs> another one that they were talking about that uh hand wrist surgery and uh yeah i mean when we get to him i'll tell you he may as well be off the list for me yeah so i mean those are just a couple of players you know just kind of keep an eye on or make sure you know what you're getting yourself into if you're playing them. I mean, we've been on the Paul Casey at uh, the Masters band, you know, that that hurt us and I think it was Wells Far was it Wells Fargo a couple weeks ago that we didn't play him and he withdrew, so uh, I think that's correct, yes. So it's just in, kind of, in time for Duffner to get in, by the way. Duffner made a cut that week, didn't he? 
Uh, he might have. Um, okay. I'm not sure. Speaking of guys who have hoisted the Wanamaker. Oh, that's right. Not that I was really trying to go there, but here we are. Sean McKeel? Um, yes, he was out the last time I looked uh, in the bottom of the bottom barrel 6Ks last night. We'll see if he oh. still is. Okay. <laughs> well, let's start with not the bottom of the barrel of the 6K. Let's start at the top. What do you say? Yep. The 10K plus tier, you got five guys. Scotty Scheffler's 11-4. John Rahm, 11-2. JT is 10-7. Colin Morikawa, 10-4. Rory McIlroy, 10K even. All major champions. Skeeter, is there one you like better than the other out of this group? Not really. Um, interesting, Morikawa's going to be probably the, well, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be a huge favor among this group. I would assume maybe most end up on JT, and he's probably my favorite at 10-7. Coming off a pretty good uh, tournament at uh, Craig Ranch last week. He's number one in my model over 36 rounds. Third tee to green, fifth in bogey avoidance, seventh in approach. Really his worst stat is 60th at putting, and you know maybe if these small greens, putting's neutralized a little bit, but... He's just always. I mean, he's he's won a PGA Championship before at Quail Hollow. I could I could see this kind of playing like that one did, kind of tough, firm. But um, I don't know. 10-7 feels like a decent price for JT, and I'm not. I'm sure I will have some lineups that don't even go up into this into this 10K range because I do like the nines. But he's one who has my interest. I feel like everything you said is spot on to where I'm at with this. Cause I have JT as my favorite too. There's literally four guys that I could see being in my lineups. Um, none of them. Am I absolutely telling you, I think is the right play or the wrong play. And I'm going to have lineups without the 10 K. So JT is my favorite too. Um, not by a whole bunch. I think Rory is my number two. The price difference between the rest is just nice. And he's seemingly becoming Rory again. And if, he could be anything close to Rory, who was the best golfer on the planet, I don't know, five years ago. Then I'm interested in him when he's being priced at 10K. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good price. And second, the Masters, even though that was a lot of a, was a Sunday charge. Fifth at Wells Fargo. Um, yeah, it's really, I mean, he missed a Valero, which was odd, but everything else has been you know, 33rd of the players, but 13th at API, 10th at Genesis. I mean, is that a solid year? Could, could be rounding form. The price is right on him at 10K. I'm, I'm not ready to exclude him yet either. Who is your number two? I have Rom starred, but that being said, I don't know if I end up using him. I mean, the the $500 price gap from JT to Rom is is big. I mean, Rom's coming off a win at Mexico. He's number one in Tita Green in Green's regulation. It's his around the green and scrambling that is a little bit concerning, but maybe small greens, if everyone's going to be missing, maybe that's not going to play a big of a role. Great for 200-plus yards. Um, Good distance. Uh, I don't know. If I don't play, I, I, I like him in a vacuum, but if I don't play him, it's because maybe I just don't want to get up into the him and Scheffler range. And, and then you got Morikawa, who statistically is not rating out great, but... If he can find his irons and his putter isn't awful, I mean, he's already won one of these. He kind of pops from time to time, or at least seems recently in majors. Like, I don't know, there's decisions that are going to have to be made here. And I, JT is the one I think I'm definitely playing. I don't know on the other four. So I'm fading Morikawa. Yeah. He's the one that I don't think I'm going to play for sure. 
I have trouble thinking I'm going to set 10 lineups and not have Scotty Scheffler in one. Yeah. But I like JT and Rom, or I'm sorry, JT and Rory better still, I think. Um, I'm fading more cow because it hasn't been great lately. He was fifth at the Masters. Don't forget he holed out of that same stinking bunker that Rory McIlroy did when the two of them oh, absolutely right. lit that golf course on fire. So, like, I'm fading Colin Morikawa, but the I don't know. That's because I can't play everybody in 10K, and I'm just going to pick him not to play. Doesn't mean that he ends up being a bad play, though. See, I almost kind of want to fade Scheffler just for the top price and – there's the narrative that this is his favorite course, and he shot a 64 a couple of weeks ago in a practice round, and that just might boost some things. And just, I don't know, that might just be more of a game theory decision here. Like, that $1,000 or even a, or the 700 of JT, I'm sure I can use down the board that maybe instead of dipping into sixes, I can use a 7K guy to round up my lineup, or maybe get one of these 9K guys to pair with a JT or whoever I end up playing in this range. Do we go to the 9Ks? Yes. Victor Hovland at 99, Cam Smith 97, just or Justin Jordan Speeth 96, Dustin Johnson 95, Xander Shoffley's 93, Hideki Matsuyama's 92, Patrick Cantlay's 91, Brooks Kepka 9K even. Who are you going to as your number one guy in this tier? Mm, the tier I really like too. Um, Amen. Me too. Let me look at one thing real quick. Great. Neither of them are going to fly under the radar. That's terrific. Um, I guess I'm going to go Hideki. He had a great Sunday at the Byron Nelson. Um, He does everything you want here. Not Maybe not the biggest distance player, but he's 83rd in driving distance, but he's number one from proximity from 200-plus yards, so that's a nice correlation. He's top 10 tee to green, approach, greens regulation, bogey avoidance, which I like. Of course, with Hideki, it's always, you know, how's the putter? It can actually be somewhat neutral. I mean, he gained 1.7 at, at Byron Nelson. Don't know what he did at the Masters. Lost 1.1 API, one at, plus one at Genesis, plus three and a half at Phoenix. So, you know, maybe the putter is actually, maybe he's found, figured something out and starting to putt decently, but... 9,200 for a guy who's ran out pretty well, and I don't know what his odds are. I feel like he's like 30-ish to one. 33 or 35 is what I thought I saw earlier, but I, I could 20s. be just. Okay. Wouldn't you know I'm actually, I'm such a degenerate. I currently have week one NFL lines up when I open up that page. Well, you might have also uh, just done a football podcast too. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hideki's 22. I don't know where I got 35. That's Salatoris. It's 35. Well, I got Hideki at 28. Okay. Um, I like Hideki. Actually, I'm fifth in this tier, but I think there's five guys I like and three I don't. I think I'll use all five, so I think I'll get to him. I'm going to go Cam Smith as my number one. Um, hopefully the magic isn't gone, but he was really good at the Masters after he played very well at the players. This kind of seems that there's going to be wind, the old, the old Aussie in the wind narrative. Small greens, his great wedge play around there sounds like it could fit. I know he doesn't hit the ball as long as um, maybe you would want when you're talking about really having a, a, a distance uh, need, but he can make up for it with that wedge game inside 100 too. I'm going Cam Smith as my favorite. I hope I'm not a little bit too late. I'm not uh, – asking for Cam Smith from a month ago, because he did miss the cut at RBC Heritage. Yeah, and I think he, I think him and Leishman played okay at Zurich, didn't they? They were okay. They were defending champs. I can't tell you how good they did. I did not watch a lot of that tournament. I was following from Kisner and Brown, but that didn't happen. Um, Cam Smith's probably one, like, everything you say I'm fine with. 
the one knock for me against him is 117th from approximately 200 plus yards, so that is a slight concern. Sure. But um, I don't have a problem with that. I just don't think he's a guy I'm going to get to. Um, my number two, when I'm trying to think of what courses kind of play par 70, long, or you know something like this, I don't know. I keep I anyway. Mean, I'm just a different format, but the Tour Championship at East Lake and. I realize he started with a lead, but Patrick Cantlay kind of was a name that kind of popped in my mind. And when I look at his stats, he does nothing wrong. I mean, some of it could be very putter reliant, but there's really not a weakness here. And 9,100, is this maybe the time, you know, after winning the Tour Championship, is this time for him maybe to get his first major? I think it's a really good price on, on Cantlay 9,100. I will use him without a doubt as well. He was my number four. And as I said, I like this tier a lot. So I'm going to be in it a lot, I think. And I'm going to be trying to set lineups with three guys from this tier. I don't know that I'll be able to make four, but three guys from this tier. And he'll be there regularly. I'm actually going to go with his Zurich partner as my number two, Xander uh, Xander Shoffley. I'm wondering if he isn't maybe ready to, to pounce. He did not play well in the Masters, which is the first time I can remember in a while he really wasn't good in a major. That's because I used him in one and done, so I put the <laughs> kibosh on him. Well, good. Then you can't do it this week. Um, I don't know if I still have him available. But he was fifth at Byron Nelson, so coming off that, he played good, obviously, with Patrick Cantley at Zurich. I only know that because they won. Um, he has a knack for playing really well at a, at, at a major as well. A lot of momentum with a 61 on Sunday. I'm going to go Xander as my number two here. Okay. I think my only knock on him is that he's had, I mean, his finishes this year have been good, but his two missed cuts are the Masters and the players. Like That's you know, that's correct. Is there something going on there? Maybe we're just hyper-analyzing this, but. He's always own. been so good at the majors, though. I'm just, I'm washing that away. Yeah, and you know what? And that's fair. I think you have to take some stands. He's another one like Cantlay who just doesn't do anything wrong across the board. He doesn't excel in anything statistically, but he's solid all the way across. And I guess for me right now, I think I would rather take Cantley for 200 cheaper than Xander, but I certainly get it. You're going to play Hovland at 99. I'm thinking about it. I mean, he's my three. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who could win. I mean, there's the Oklahoma state narrative that, you know, he's from the, he played college in the area. We've seen him win, what, four times in the past calendar year? Yeah. The only question here is, can he get out of a bunker, or can he get up and down when he misses a green? That could be a problem. The wedge game is a problem. He's number one in approach. He's third in that par four range from 450 to 500. He's fourth in proximity from 200 plus, but he's 141st around the green. Like, that's a a major issue. I think I'm still going to use him in a lineup or two. (laughs) Yeah, I've Dustin starred, and I just don't know if I can get to him. Like, I'm not. I got I got to think about him a little bit more. I have, of course, I love playing Dustin Johnson, so that's just a probably a personal bias for me. His price is wonderful. He seems just maybe he just seems a little disinterested right now. Unless he was just using last week as a warm up, but yeah, it's just it's tough when there's guys who are playing a little bit better and maybe at this point probably the same tier of golfer like this isn't dj of 2020 where he stormed tpc boston won the masters is there an official fade for you yeah it's brooks same for me god help me you know fame brooks in a major is never a uh fun (laughs) proposition but um, it's not just uh, past three or six rounds outside of driving distance nothing's really standing out to him positively and 
you know, it's it's tough to fade him, but he's just not somebody I have any interest in. Hasn't played in so long. I'm just not going there. The price is right. Same as DJ. I'm just not going there. I'm with you. By the way, I think we've mentioned every single name in this tier except Jordan Spieth. Yep. Looking for the Grand Slam. This is the one. Does he get a boost if the wind is up? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, what are you going to say? He's playing really good right now. I just don't believe that he is great right now like some other golfers are. Does he get a boost if the wind is up? I don't know. The small greens hurt him because he can't use that, what is usually his mythical putting. I mean, he won Heritage. He was second last week. His irons are on fire. He's actually hitting off the tee. He get, In a shocking turn of events, he gained strokes putting for the first time in four tournaments. I mean, I don't know. He's one I'm not, I could see myself using. And I know you and I have, since we've been doing this podcast, have not been Spieth guys, but I don't know. There's something here. I like Jordan. I let my mom use him in the bar lineup. Uh, I didn't deter her from that pick, but I just don't think I'm getting there either. Man, those, I mean, just look at the numbers. Good grief. If that if a putter, which used to be his his uh, you know calling card, if that can't kind of be slightly positive, remain neutral, boy. Um, Ooh, those numbers are really good. Are we ready to go to the 8Ks? Yes. I'll be honest with you. As much as I like the 9Ks, I don't really like this tier as much as you would think in a major. It's Will Zalatoris at 89. Sam Burns is 88. Shane Lowry, 87. Daniel Berger, 86. Joaquin Neiman, 85. Sung J.M. is officially out, as we were talking about guys who were out before okay. at 84. Yeah. Uh, he had to withdraw because of COVID, which he had to withdraw from a tournament back in Korea, too, as well. Which um, So he is out. 8,300 is Bryson DeChambeau. 8,200 is Tiger Woods. 8,100, Terrell Hatton. Max Homa, 8,100 as well. Corey Connors and Louis Ustase in 8K even. The 8K tier is loaded with names, Skeeter. Not necessarily ones I like. Do you have somebody you do? Um, I have names I like, but I've kind of already toyed around the thought of just skipping this entire tier. That's funny that we're on the same page here. But it could be bad. Neiman at 8,500, a guy, again, not the best putter, but ninth in that par four range, ninth around the green. His bogey voice is good, good scrambler, good tee to green, like, just that all-around game at 8,500, I think, does stick out a little bit to me, but I don't know. And then, for me, the problem is going to be <laughs> the same problem you and I ran into last week. Zalatoris and Burns. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to hold last week against them. It, you know, it happened. That's fair. I think they missed by, I think they missed by one. You know, whatever. Zalatoris is still just an immaculate ball striker. Just the putter's the issue. Burns, he's another one, just the all-around game fits. I think he's like 50-1, to 1, which that intrigues me. But um, And they got Shane Lowry there. He's been playing so well, but I think he's going to be uber popular. So that tier, I don't know what I want to do with. Because, you know, now i got to start, do I like them better or the same or worse than Hideki and Cantlay? And that's just, that's a tier I think I'm going to have to make some decisions on. So I'm kind of with you. There are a couple guys that stand out to me. So if I get to the 8Ks, it's going to be very repetitive. Repetitive. And guess what? The guy you mentioned who's going to be uber popular. I mean, I'm get, I'm getting down with Big Irish. He's been on fire. If it gets nasty, don't you think he can play in the nasty conditions? 
Unless it's the 18th hole at Honda. Well, it was that was extra nasty. If everybody had to play in that, I bet you he could have been uh, equal to the task. I, I mean, Shane Lowry's got to be my favorite player in this tier. Okay, so as I'm looking here, um, they have, you know, on Fancy Nationally, they have, like, strokes gained by wind conditions. Calm, he gains half a stroke. Moderate, he gains half a stroke. Windy AF, two strokes. Okay, if this is going to be a win fest, yeah, Lowry might have to play into that one. I, I just can't get away from him. I can't imagine a scenario where I don't use him heavily. Okay. No no pun intended to the big Irishman. Hey. This might have a thing of Guinness or two. I mean, okay, I'm starting to look at some of these guys. Zalatoris, apparently, also really good wind player in his short career. Interesting, and he's got a good track record of majors. He's got he's the one I'm not sure what to do with. I, and again, I won't hold last week against him, but yeah, he's one. I mean, dude, these guys were under par and missed the cut. I mean, going back to the the a little bit of Mickey Mouse golf course it was. If you're five under, you should be not well clear of the cut line. But at any rate, Zalatoris, I'm not sure about. But yeah, Lowry's my favorite. Who's your number two, or do you have one? Um, by the way, Burns not great in the extremely windy, so that might be. Maybe that's my reason for him there. Um, the only other guy I have starred is, well, it's a major, right? Yeah, boy. Um, I like how I think... Somebody put this... I think it was Ben Raza put this, you know. When you play Louie, you have to survive two cuts. You have to survive the Wednesday withdrawal <laughs> cut. And then the actual cut on Friday. I started laughing hysterically like this. is so Damn, weird. that's funny. That's good. Great. I've not heard that. That's good. That if, it was, if it wasn't him who said it, it was somebody on the mail on Mayo's podcast. But, oh, it was a, such a great line, the, the Wednesday cuts. It was hilarious. It's relatable. Maybe Very relatable. Said that, but, but Louie, and he's not going to come in because he hasn't been playing much. And apparently he's rumored to play in the Saudi tour. I don't know. But, hey, it's a major. He has the career runner-up Grand Slam. He's won an open, so he doesn't mind playing the wind. At 8K, I, you know, I'm not going to go nuts on him, but I'll, I'll probably play him in a couple lineups. I think him and Connors right there at that number are interesting to me. Yeah. Um, they're both interesting to me. Um, I think my number two's got to be Max Homa. He is. Hold on, let me just saw him. In the short, last 24 rounds or less, he's top 10 in every single range, 24 rounds or less. Not as good in long-term models. I mean, everything he's done since the new new year started has been great, minus missed cut at Farmers. And he wasn't good at Augusta, but that's Augusta. He's still a young player. He's been playing really good. And look, I mean, maybe I'm overthinking this, but he's an L.A. guy. It's windy out there, right? I mean, it's. I'm sure he's played in some wind out there. The only issue I have here is I'm just kind of looking. He doesn't have a great track record at majors. That's true. That's true. And I think that's my main concern there. Like, would I rather pay 81 for Homa or 8K for Louie? And I realize if this is recent form, this is an easy answer. But in majors, it tends to kind of, I don't know, the experience kind of comes into play a little bit, and you either, you know, play it well or you don't. So... Does he get any credit for having won, what, three times in the last year and a half I mean, and finishing 13 at the players? I mean, again, he's won at Quell Hollow. He's won at Riviera. I, I think these, Coming I think into play, his own, man. I think this might play a tad tougher, though, than those courses, but those courses aren't exactly 15 under winning very often. So, 
I, I see the argument. I just don't think I, I'm going to end up on Homa just because of his lack of his tournaments and his major history not being great. Turo Hatton do anything for you? No. I don't think he does for yeah, me either. Hatton, but I don't know. I, I'm actually kind of surprised he's up in this tier. <sighs> yeah, I'm not sure what to do with him. He's he's on my short list of guys I could use because I like him, but uh, that's where we stand there. Any other positives you want to talk about in the AK, or are we ready to talk about the fade? We'll talk about the fade. Who you got for me? Tiger. Okay. I mean, he made, yes, he made the cut at Augusta. It's a, it's a course he loves, but he struggled on the weekend. And, you know, you just wonder. He struggled to move. Yeah. Now, now, granted, this should be a little better for him, warmer weather, but and I think he won here last time the PGA was played here. I believe I heard that on Golf Channel today. But, you know, you just, I think I want to see a little more out of him. Like, you, you know, obviously, if he's in contention, screw the lineups. This will be great, unless, you know, I'm contending to win Agree. or something. But, but I just can't do it right now, and I think he'll... He'll get just enough attention from the casuals who are playing this that I just don't want to mess with it. Is it easy enough to say Bryson? Is that fair? Or that's, do I have oh, to no, pick somebody no, else? No, completely fair. He's still in the field, so absolutely. Okay, because that's just the easy obvious. I, I'm not risking that even in, in the least bit. Um, so no dice for me on Bryson DeChambeau. However, if you really want to trade and play Tiger and Bryson in a lineup, then you can basically play anybody else you want because nobody's going to own that combination. Yeah, I don't think it's the winning combination, though. I think there's a reason most of us will choose not to own it. If I if I was playing 150, I'd throw a couple lineups in just for the heck of it. But yeah, I'm not a 150 player. I'm a That's funny player. you say that, because I was thinking about Bryce when I was watching that surgery thing, and I was like, if I played 100 lineups, I'd play them in one or maybe two, but that's it. <laughs> so I had that same kind of thought with him already today. That's funny. I mean, you'd probably be about what the field average is at it, so I wouldn't yeah. be... Won't be that oh, bad. Are we ready to go to 7K? Yep. I got to get some names out of here I like if I'm not going to get too heavy in 8K, Skeeter. Who's your favorite out of this long list of, uh, well, major competitors? You usually get a lot of good names here. Yeah, this didn't feel like a horribly long 7K list either. Um, or at least at the top of the 7Ks. This didn't seem like that big. Um... Yeah, here we go. Um, team No Putt, Luke List. I mean, he won at Farmers. Farmers is a major type of course this year. Grant, it's a long course. So, he missed at Byron Nelson. Want to take a guess why he missed? He putted really poorly. Lost three strokes putting. Um, <laughs> but the, the approach numbers are off the tee numbers are there. It's just a putter or not. Like, he's second tee to green, 10th distance, 10th approach, 8th greens regulation, 22nd around a green. I like the price. Oh, 19th proximity to 200 plus. I like the price, but that putting is a concern. So, he's one. Maybe I just go back to my guy, Russell Henley. Not the best scrambler, not the best from 200 plus, but good good approach good greens and regulation good around the green good tee to green like that's kind of a player i might like and 7200 feels really cheap for him i just feel bad about the 41st and the miscut uh as his last two finishes like the momentums he's had but you know what that's what gets the price down to 7200 which because i i was already looking into him pretty heavily given where he sits price wise yeah 
I got to go with Keegan Bradley, man. Uh, small greens. I mean, that makes the putter a lot uh, easier to neutralize. And outside of Valspar, Keegan Bradley has been absolutely on fire. He's been 11th, 5th, missed the cut at Valspar, then 8th and 2nd. So that's going back to the beginning of March. He's hoisted, he's hoisted the Wanamaker before. He obviously knows how to win this tournament, not at this location, but still. I'm going Keegan Bradley, man. I'm just going to stay on that bandwagon. Uh, he's projected to be the third most popular player. Um, of course he is. Oh, man. You want to talk about outlier? So don't go Keegan and Lowry is what you're saying to start a lineup? Uh, you could. Um, Keegan at Wells Fargo. I got to check something here. This might be a new record. He had his second best putting performance ever at Wells Fargo, gaining 9.8 strokes putting. That's insanity. And you only gained one shot on approach. Like, that is so not Keegan. He but made yeah, some clutch form, putts throughout the uh, throughout the, ra- the the rounds, though. But yeah, his form is his form is excellent. Ball striker is kind of the course you want to go at. I get it, seventy five hundred. Um, he's somebody I had starred. You gave me a couple. Who else you want to go with? I know you got some names. Um, they're calling for wind, right? They are. Mm-hmm. Do we overrate Matthew Fitzpatrick in the wind? Because it feels like this would be a... He is absolutely on my short list of guys that makes the 8Ks even less enticing as he sits there right at 79. Totally with you. And then maybe maybe we ought to... You know, I don't know where he's at, but... Tony Fino? I mean... He lost a ridiculous 7.7 shots on approach at Wells Fargo. I'm assuming he must have had a couple bad holes there. Like... The price is hard to ignore with Finau, but here's what I'm going to tell you why. I don't know if I get too enthusiastic with Finau. Mm-hmm. Adam Scott's right there below him. Yeah. He hasn't been killing it, but he's been pretty good outside of the players, which, oh, by the way, it's a players, and he has won that tournament before. Uh, and I don't know what it really means, but he's been really good at the PGA Championship. If you look back at his his tournament history, which is – Kind of the same idea of a setup, even though it's a different course each each year. He missed the cut last year, but twenty third or twenty second, third, and eighteenth, a fifteenth, a fifth. I skipped over a couple of poor outings, a sixty one and a missed cut. But he seems to play this tournament well too. So Adam Scott's very intriguing to me. Play well, Bell Reeve, and I can see Bell Reeve. I mean, I can see Bell Reeve playing. That's only a few hours east of Tulsa, so. I can see a little bit of a comparison there. Um, Scott's Scott's somebody I have uh, my eye on, and the best thing if you like Scott is he might not be, you know, he you can get off of you, know, you can play him as a pivot off of Cameron Young, who is going to be very popular because he rate I mean he rates out so well. Tee to green, distance, scrambling, number one par force from four fifty to five hundred, twelfth in proximity from two hundred plus. But, you know, is this a step up for Cam Young? In fact, my interesting decision is whether I will use him in our league or not, because that the value pick of Cam Young at the end of the draft is probably why I'm leading that league right now. I would think that you're going to use him, but I haven't looked at your lineup, so I could be way off. I'm going to use him or Billy Horschel. Well, that's interesting if you're down to those two, because I think Billy Horschel's in contention to be used in lineups this week. Terrible proximity for 200-plus yards, and I, th- I think I'm going to weigh this more and more just with those par threes and others. So I'm not a Horschel. Um, Tommy Fleetwood? 
has he been doing recently? No. I think it's like him and Hatton. Maybe I'm going to throw a lineup of him, Hatton, DJ. Just others I traditionally like playing that I just can't get to this week. Uh, his approach number has been good. Um, off the teeth been okay. Around the green. But he's been okay. Oh, do we think Tommy's coming here to get his first one? Uh, maybe. Who's he like in the wind? I would assume he'd be pretty good in the wind. Yeah, I think we is. just make that assumption that all the uh, the like North uh, Western Europeans are. Well, no, he yeah he gave, he gains almost a stroke and a half in the windy AF category. So um, yeah, maybe maybe I you know, you know I might apply some filters for difficult courses and then wind and kind of reevaluate and try to eliminate some guys and. I can see him popping there. Um, other guys I have starred, Taylor Gooch, 7,400. Just been yeah. playing too well all year. I mean, granted, I know he's missed two of his last three cuts, but 7th at API, missed at the players, 14th at Masters, missed at Byron Nelson. Uh, iron, actually, his irons have kind of been a little bit off. They've kind of cooled down a little bit, but I still think there's some upside here that you can play him at, um, at 74. Uh... Substraka, Tom Hoagie, but I don't know if I don't know if I want to play Hoagie. Hoagie shocked me. Twelfth in bogey points. Did not see that one coming. I wouldn't have guessed that, but uh, I mean, I don't know that I'm shocked by that. I guess I wouldn't even. I, I don't know that he gets enough TV time for me to tell you that I know how many bogeys Hoagie avoids. No, same uh, here. I just think of him in a birdie fest, so that's usually a good idea. So that's true. I have two other names, but I'll I'll hold off. Well, you didn't mention uh, Co-Cracker Sergio. Those are two guys as we were going down the money that uh, made sense to me. I don't like Sergio on long courses. That's fair. Um, Co-Cracker fits on I, long courses. I, I'll make the argument that there are smaller greens for Sergio's uh, no no putt. Harold Varner the third. I mean, if you want to no. get down to 7K, I don't know if that's one you're talking about, but he's in the he's definitely in the thought process for me. Good proximity. Another course I could see this playing like would be Beth Page. And remember, Varner was in that final group with Brooks. Yes. He shot 81. But, you know, hey, I think that's his first final final group in a major, and Brooks is running away with it. So he probably felt a little bit of pressure. But you know, he he won over to Saudi this year. Um, I mean, that's a decent field. So, yeah, I can get behind Varner again. I don't know if I end up there. Third at Heritage, great approach. Putter was working. Um don't hate it. Goodness, I'll uh, I'll I'll yield to you. What other guys would you have starred? Um, this would be a complete just random play distance, play the par four, play the proximity. Matthew Wolf, Oklahoma State connection. I went there uh, already last week. It just didn't ha it didn't pan out. I can't do it. I don't. I doubt I do either. But he always got. My the only other guy, 7K, Brian Harmon. Yep, I'm with you there. No distance, but pretty decent. These these long par fours, proximity for 200 plus is okay. Good putter, good all around, kind of. Like, the approach and distance are the issues, but everything else kind of fits. And a 7K, I mean, maybe he's okay. Yeah, I, I like him, by the way. I wrote him down. What about Alex Noren, also at 7K? That was the last one I was looking there. Well, that's not true. Um, Good bogey avoidance. He probably could play a little bit in the wind, too. But um, I think he'll be somewhat popular, but not enough to warrant getting away from him. 
if you wanted to go with an okay state feller, why wouldn't you go 7K Ricky Fowler, who showed some signs of life last week? I'm not ready to go there. Or two weeks ago, I should say. I'm, I'm not ready to go there yet. I might. Boy, wouldn't this be the awesome. I mean, dude, that would be. I'd rather see Ricky Fowler win than Tiger Woods. We're talking about like things that would be cool outside oh, of my lineups. Man. I'd much rather watch Ricky win than Tiger Woods. Yeah, that. Well, I don't know about that, but boy, you want to talk about golf getting a shot in the arm? Um, God, it would be it. awesome. That would make my weekend, dude. All right. Well, you ready to take it to the the final tier? That group of six K oh, guys. Are we not fading anybody? Oh, I'm sorry. We're not. I didn't say fade. Yeah. What am I thinking, dude? I'm. I'm all positivity right now. I got. I got thinking about Ricky Fowler winning it all, and I got positive. Yeah. Let's talk about the fade. Who are you fading here? Um. Here, here's another one. Yeah, I'm play. I'm gonna play the lineup: DJ Fleetwood, Hatton, Lee Westwood. Like he's not been playing well, and this does not feel like a Lee Westwood course. I would agree with that. I don't think it feels like a Lee Westwood uh, course. I told you I couldn't get on your boy Wolf. I might be fading Gary Woodland here. And there's guys that I like less in this field. But he's kind of fallen off of that really good feel that we had going from like March when it was like, oh, Gary Woodland could be ready to have a good season. You know, February, March stuff. That seems to be a long way into the rearview mirror now for me. I mean, he was 24th at Mexico. He missed four... The Mexico four, field at Mexico is terrible. He lost four shots in approach at Wells Fargo. He raced out really well, especially in these, you know, 200... Bogey avoidance, he's fourth. He's fourth at par force for 450 to 500. He's eighth in proximity for 200 plus. Good distance. But I get you. There's something that I just, His recent form is just enough, and I don't know if I want to go there. So he's not a play for me, but I, I can't stop uh, since we're looking right there. You talked about the length of Wolf. What about the length of Bubba Watson, his imagination, if it gets windy, the day at the players where the wind was nasty, that was the day he played good. That was the day Bubba Goff put on a little bit of a showcase. Does windy conditions and length make you think about Bubba here? No, his irons just have not been very good. His around green has been good, so that's just a bad combination for me this week. Okay, I'm not on him, but I I just that kind of just like triggered in my brain as we were mm-hmm. looking at that number there. So, all right, shall we go to the six Ks now? Yes. There's some names that are going to be interesting when you're talking six K in a major. Skeeter, I'll ask you first. Where are you looking? Is there anybody that pops out to you? You got to go get. No. Short answer, no. Um, okay. I mean, I used him last week. He probably he did he did me well, but. Sebastian Munoz is 6,800, good tee to green. His par 4 for 450 to 500, proximity from 200 plus, are both top 10. That does make a few too many bogeys for my liking, but other than that, good scrambler, not great distance, but 6,800, give me somebody who ha- who has those good par- long par 4s and good proximity from 200 plus. I think that's something that's going to intrigue me. So I'll go back to Seabass as well. Um didn't finish great, but still was good. I mean, a guy shot seven or sixty with a with a bogey. Right. How are we not looking at honor Bon Lahiri at sixty five k Skeeter? That is a misprice. 
Well, I mean, same as price. I mean, I'm not playing anybody at sixty-five thousand, but you mean sixty-five hundred? Um, oh yeah, six k, six point five k. You're you're correct. I'm not. I well, no one would fit in your lineup there. Sixty-five hundred. Thank you. How Honor Bondley here is an absolute misprice. He had he shot sixty-six at RBC Heritage. Outside of that, six at Wells Fargo, fifteenth at Mexico, thirteen at Valero, second at the Players. I mean, since that emergence at the Players, he's been on fire. Sixty-five hundred is a joke. Um, the knock against him is when I look at, you know, average strokes game by round difficulty. Difficult, difficult is his worst, and he's also, also not a great wind player. So, that, I think that's my concern here. Um, he just doesn't jump out statistically in any category here. Um, let me look at this. Let me look across all ranges. He's 65 for Lahiri. Yeah, better play in the short term. Okay, play the medium term. Long term, he wouldn't be a play. So, if you want, if you want to ride the um, ride the form, I get it. Not for me. Fair enough. By the way, Sean Michael looks like he actually is in the field. Uh, right. So whatever he was listed as out that I thought I saw, I either saw incorrectly or uh, it has changed. Okay. Any other six K names that you're interested in? Um, Mito Pereira. Good par four player, good bogey avoidance, good scrambler. So I think that could play around here. And Keith Mitchell at sixty six hundred, just another one, just doesn't do much wrong. Approach is kind of his weakness, but drives the ball far. Good scrambler, good par four player, kind of a good, nice all around player at sixty six hundred to round out a lineup if you need him. Bobby McIntyre at sixty nine. Yeah, you know what? Thank you. I need to look at him a little bit. What has he been doing? Playing injury? good enough golf to be priced higher than the guys we ended the conversation in seven K with. Okay. Let's see, Bobby Mack. I mean, we seen him play okay. Thirty six of the British Masters, twenty third Masters, thirty fifth Blair. Okay. I mean, he's mispriced. He's as mispriced as Honor Bon Lahiri is. I would say that's a bigger misprize. Okay, well, I'm fine with that. I'm happy with uh, both of them in my lineup. Yeah, I bought Max a list. Um, 6,900 Cam Champ moves the ball, has played good the last three tournaments. Yeah. Um, fits the distance narrative. I mean, I mean he, again, you you want winning upside. From, if you want winning upside, he's the guy. He's also one who can end up 12 over after 27 holes, and you're like, why in the world did I play this guy? <laughs> Johnny Vegas, he came in, he had a bad week last week, but we loved him the week before. His scrambling around the green is really bad, but good distance, good greens regulation. Bogey points isn't bad. He's okay. Not for me. Don't know if there's any more names I'm going to fire at you. Um, let me look, because I think I heard something about this guy. You want a pure bomber, uh, Euro Tour, 6,300. Ryan Fox. He is, wow. Did not recognize it. I knew he was okay. He won the Ross uh, Karama Classic, which I'm assuming was probably in the Middle East. 15th at some ISPS Honda in Spain. 9th, 8th, and 2nd. Yeah, I mean, he's got five straight top 15s in Europe, so he seems to be playing well. I mean, some of these, you know, he was, I mean, he won at 22 under, second at minus 11. His 8th, ninth, and 15th were all at minus 6. I mean, I'm assuming this is going to be a step up from these Euro Tour events, but 
6,300 for Ryan Fox. I don't mind that as a pure punt. If we like Bobby Mack at 6,900, who was 15th at the British Masters, I mean, the eighth has got to be just as equally, if not more so, impressive. He's on a hot run. That's a great name to uh, take a peek at. Has he done anything here? 16th of the Open in 2019. Um, hmm? Hasn't really done anything else here in the States, so I guess that's the only concern. But 6,300, I mean... He does little bits. Okay. That's all I have in the 6Ks, unless you have anybody else you want to get me on. Is this the tournament? I'm asking a question that I feel like is loaded because I kind of know the answer is yes. Is this the tournament where a guy from the 6K range can win? I mean, not only talking no. about playing in your – you don't think so. Okay. Yes, I, I realize historically, you know you – Keegan Bradley, John Daly. I mean, I'm taking it back a little bit, but – yeah, I get what you're saying. But Sean Mikey. <laughs> I mean, there's just nobody in 6K. is like, this feels like too long of a course for nah. I mean, Molinari See, showed a little bit of life last week, but I'm not ready to go there. Um, I'm looking at McIntyre and Champ, really. Yeah, okay, yes. If they hit their top 5% per, projects, per, projections, I think, yes, they could be live. And your guy, Ryan Fox, I look at him and go, maybe he's pulls the old Danny Willett, a really good player from the other side of the pond we just don't know about. Oh, boy. What the heck are his odds? Well, that's that's why I'm asking. That's why I'm thinking. Let's see. Ryan Fox. As we both continue to scroll and scroll and scroll. Stall until we actually find what Ryan Fox. <laughs> How many people are betting him? Um, I must have rolled right past him because I didn't see him. But I'm sure that there is a number. There has to be. 300 to 1 is what I've got. So plus that's, whatever that's that is. That's what I got, yeah. 300 to 1. That, that's, Same as Lahiri. I could put a dollar on that, Skeeter. All right, you know, I've wasted dollars on worst things in my life. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking about that today, too. Like, this is kind of that tournament where, look, I mean, Rory McIlroy, Phil Mickelson have hoisted this turn this trophy on more than one occasion. Colin Morikawa is a superstar in the making who hoisted the trophy recently. Um, so I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I've been thinking, like, this is the tournament where it seems most likely to happen of the four majors. Well, if you like Ricky, he's 200 to one. I like Ricky in a lineup in case it's fun for a day, but I don't really believe he's going to win this thing. See, I want to believe in this for fun. Good grief! Okay, I didn't think we'd get to the day where Webb Simpson's one eighty to one. Didn't even consider him too. I mean, I know he can hit that two hundred range with his like fairway medals or whatever, but I just he's been so bad. Like this course, I just can't imagine that this is the course he's going to go out and win another major. Hundred to one. Some of your guys here here. Leishman's one eighty to one. You notice I bypassed him quite quickly when we got in that tier, that tier. And by the way, it's windy conditions. Like it would make sense for Leishman, but um, now 181 is a little different than when we were talking in the seven Ks, too, though. More farmers. Yeah. Sergio's 130 to one. There are always wonderful odds when it gets to this tournament. Yeah, I got Leishman at 150. Or you said 180. Yeah, I haven't looked at the odds too much. Neither um, I. This is my first look, so. 
I scrolled quickly through them earlier today. I mean, Bobby uh, Mack's I, won ten to one. So yeah, what's he doing in the six in the sixes? I think. I mean, but I don't. I also think that's not a bad number to get involved in McIntyre. Oh, either. I mean, again, the guy can move the ball. All right, we're betting him to win in top ten. I like it. He's. He's got a chance. So I'll be making my bets tomorrow. He's got a chance to be on that board for me as well. Bryce is a hundred to one. Dang, I'm gonna have, I might have to go to the book right now. I got Bobby Mack at two hundred fifty to one. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm not really gonna drive out there tonight. Gosh, I hope that number doesn't move that much tomorrow. I don't know if I truly believe he's winning that much, but that's a number I'm into. Do you, do you think the local Cincinnatians are rushing to bet Bobby Mack? No, but it's a barstool owned. Uh, casino uh sports book so i mean that number could move just bit nationally you know what i mean on their number they could oh. look at the other numbers and go hey this is not right yeah i do worry about that because it did change it, it definitely happened last week but um at any rate uh skeeter did we fade anybody in 6k do we need to um no i can find somebody to fade um are we gonna go semi-legitimate fade or sure Okay. So I can't throw out Y.E. Yang. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, he hasn't been playing very well. Good distance, but Minwoo Lee, I just feel like he hasn't been doing much. Did I, I don't know if I, was it match play? Maybe I thought about using him and just didn't work out very well. But, yeah, I think Minwoo hasn't been playing real well. Um. I think his sister shot 63. Um, oh, what's her name? Um, Min- I would not know that. Oh. Um, I'm, I was going to make a Mickey and a Minnie joke, but he's Minnie and he's the gir- guy, so it wouldn't make any sense. Oh, I just want you to know that's where my head was at. Min Jiling. Min Jiling. I think she shot. I thought she shot sixty three. So somewhere the other week or two ago, I thought she threw a heck of a round together. I but, did, but that was in league play, and we only played nine holes. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I could do that too. <laughs> but um, Skeeter, I'm fading Chris Kirk, man. I wanted to like I saw he was sixty nine hundred, and then I just kind of looked. It was kind of that same Gary Woodland effect. Like uh, those two were guys I was enjoying before the leaves sprouted trees, but. They both seem to have uh, passed their usefulness for me. I'm not on it, but I think he's had success in Florida. And, I, you know, does this course play a little more like those Florida tracks, those tough ones? So I'm not playing, but it's I true, he did. think there would be a path to it, just not a path for me. Okay. Well, Skeeter, at this know. point, we go to a conversation that used to be fun for me, but uh, well, I didn't do very good last week. I ended up dropping... About 300 places. I'm now in 2,462nd place. We're talking about one and done, oh, Skeeter. Because I uh, had a missed cut, so I know I'm not past you. 25-21. Well, we are getting dangerously close together. Yes, I had a missed cut as well. So I had the uh, very, very unfortunate uh, Will Zalatoris play. He missed just barely, but he was 19% owned. So at least that was a positive this is a go for it week, right? There's no reason to hold back on any player if you believe in them. No. Uh, for me, it's gonna be it's down to JT, Cantlay, or Hideki. 
I've unfortunately used Cantlay. I also used Hideki the uh, the day he withdrew. I think no, he, the players. Did he withdraw from the players? I yes, forget, yes, he I did. Think, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, I am kind of in between. I also could use JT. I could use Scotty Scheffler. I could use Scheffler too. I will consider Cam Smith. I'm going to consider maybe Shane Lowry if I want to go a little bit off the board. I think that's as far as my consideration goes, though. Like, as much as I would tell you I did like Matt Fitzpatrick or, you know, some of those other names, I'm not uh, getting there. Yeah. I, yeah, I think for me it's those three. Um, right now I just put in JT. Camley's kind of my gut call. I don't, you know. There's some things that stick there, but I don't know why he's... And I'm not usually one who goes out of my way to play Cantley either, so I don't know why he's sticking out to me gut-wise, but apparently there must be something there. I'm going to plug in Shano for a, for a hot second. We'll see if that switches. JT might well be my final play, but I'm going to put Lowry in there. Okay. But I'm not swearing I'll keep him in there, Skeeter. Yeah, I don't know. I can also change my mind in an instant, so... Well, is there uh, anything else that we want to talk about the PGA Championship before we get ready for the uh, the second chance at glory? It used to be the final chance at glory. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd say the second uh, second chance at glory here is fair. But no, I don't, I don't have anything else. I don't think I do either. I am certainly looking forward to the tournament as uh, as we all will, and looking forward to checking out the course and just. Uh, I don't know, seeing how these conditions. So check your lineups again on Wednesday night, right? Or, or at least uh, re reevaluate what's going on with Wednesday night because we could have some serious wind. Yeah, I think weather is definitely um, something we're going to have to keep an eye on. And some of these players that we might not be playing tonight or we like tonight could change if you know based on their wind, uh, based on their wind history and things like that. Skeeter, best of luck to you this week, my friend. Same to you, James. Appreciate everyone for listening. He's Skeeter Robinson. I'm James Adams. This has been the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast.